Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Fade This Podcast. My name is Joshua Reimer and I am joined by none other than the GPP aficionado himself, Jared Block. Jared, how are you doing this fine Monday morning? Doing great, man. Been grinding early. Uh, we have a weird day of sportsmen. By weird, I mean really not much going on. Uh, game two of the NBA Finals last night. Had some college baseball World Series stuff that was going on over the weekend. And now we have a day where there's not much actual Major League Baseball. Uh, six games total on the docket tonight. We may end up getting even five or four games. So we'll we'll talk through all of them here. But there is some rain on the horizon today. Yes, for sure. It'll be very interesting to talk about, uh, like you said, rain on the horizon. So potentially some rain games that we're going to have, but, uh, it's an, it's an interesting slate. I started diving into it a little bit earlier this morning and, uh, I think there's definitely some things that we can take advantage of. So Jared, let's get into it. Let's do what we always do on the DFTP, which is break down this game or break down this slate position by position, going over the pitcher position first and then going over first base, second base, third base and so on and so forth. Uh, like I said, let's start at this pitcher position. Only two guys above 9K over on Fandle. That is Christian Javier and Robbie Ray as those two gentlemen over 9K. Uh, both facing off against each other in the same game. Who do you favor here, Jaron? Yeah, I think I, I think I side with the, oh, that's kind of tough. I'm, I'm actually going to side with Javier just because I, I think that the, I think this Astros team has seen Ray for so long that I I kind of just see that they I don't know like they I wish I, I kind of expected more out of them yesterday to be honest and I played a bunch of them and they didn't really do much uh, outside of a, a couple of bombs from their lefties so Ray I think is in a pretty good spot I'd probably lean giving the quality start slash win towards the Javier side of things though it is kind of unique in that. These two guys are up at the top, and I don't know. Javier, we're getting to a point here where he's 9K, and that feels like it's a little bit too much, right? Uh, I think that he came back down to earth after a really out-of-control start against Oakland. Um, now it's been over a week since he started again, so maybe he has some time to calm down before walks in four innings. Is that That's kind of what uh, did him in the other day. Didn't really necessarily give up um, the earned runs or even hit side of things. It's just the control that was the issue. So I think he gets back on track. He's faced the Seattle t- uh, team once before. That was over a month ago already. And uh, while I say, I think I think I lean. So here's here's kind of the caveat. I lean with the quality start towards Ray, but I lean with the win and the upside of strikeouts with Javier. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Uh, I do think that this is, you know, the one thing that always worries me about Javier, and it's something that we've talked about already on this show, is the fact that he is just not guaranteed for that quality start. He's not guaranteed to go deep. Um, they're perfectly fine with not letting him go deep, and that that's something that scares me at the end of the day. So, I don't know. I, I think that at the end of the day, I don't know if I'm pitching either one of these guys right now. Um, I'm probably going to stay away from both. I have concerns about Javier too. I think this is Seattle could end up getting to him at the end of the day, but uh, I'm curious to see what ownership looks like today because I think these two might garner some ownership or at least the Javier side will. And uh, that's something that I might stay away from. Yeah. People love Javier. They also love Robbie Ray too. <laughs> so yeah. 
everybody in the world played him against Baltimore, and it didn't necessarily work out for them. He had some issues with control as well. Um, wouldn't say he had a blow-up start. He always has the ability to get blown up and get like that's kind of what his nature is he can go out give you the strikeout numbers i think that i'm actually coming around probably to this and within two minutes i'm already back on the robbie ray side um <laughs> i don't know i it all depends on what you want to do with bats today so we can talk about some other pitchers and, and go from there but it's going to be slim picking as a pitcher i think Yes, I agree with that, at least that it is going to be pretty slim pickings at the end of the day. Um, all right, let's talk about this next tier. In the 7 to 8 or 7 to 8.5K range, you have Carrasco, you have Syndergaard, you have Blake Snell at 7,500. Uh, the 7K range, or specifically just Blake Snell, does interest me a little bit. I think Snell could actually have a pretty decent start here against the Mets. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I could see a lot of people going here. A lot of people loaded up on Snell in his last start when he was 6,800 yeah. against the Cardinals. And I was like, I don't really understand that. But it, it worked out for him because he did pretty well for the price tag. And I feel like he could do pretty well for the price tag once again. I think he is as close to stretched out as possible. And if he can do what he did against the Cardinals in a bad matchup, uh, this guy is just too cheap. And I think that's what it is. I think point per dollar, he's very close to Robbie Ray and Christian Javier, if not better. Uh, now, at the same time, I don't necessarily think that he is in line for the win. He's a slight minus 120 favorite on FanDuel Sportsbook uh, compared to, you know, Christian Javier, who's minus 164, uh, who's one of the highest on the slate. So I I do think that Blake Snell has, like, if we can find the bats today that make it worth paying up for, then he's your clear guy. Yep, for sure. Um, I think that, you know, I went down so quick. I didn't talk about Carlos Carrasco, but if I'm going to a pay-up pitcher today, it might end up being Cookie because Carrasco against this Padres team, Padres team that already doesn't do well against righties. I guess my main concern is he hasn't had a quality start in a while, but we've seen him go deep enough to get the quality start. So do you think that there's a good chance that he could get a quality start here against the Padres? Uh, I do. I think it's in the cards, right? We've talked about how we want pitchers, right-handed pitchers specifically against the San Diego team and Carrasco can get the job done there. Again, he's an underdog coming in. Uh, so that's definitely concerning, but he definitely could do that. Um, Mets kind of used a bunch of their arms over the weekend battling against the Dodgers. They ended up coming out after almost blowing a game last night. So, uh, I do think that he has the potential to go six innings. I won't say any more than that though. Yeah, I can I can get behind that take. All right, uh, any pitchers that you want to point out here in this range? Uh, no, I think it's Blake Snell or the guys at the top. I don't really want to try to bank on Noah Syndergaard. Uh, he's got blown up two out of the last three games, hasn't made it out of the third inning uh, in those two. And then, I don't know, how do you go into Texas, get blown up, leave the game and then face the same Texas team a week later and go eight innings. Uh, this guy's just way too up and down for me. The angels are one of the coldest teams in the league. Uh, one of the worst pitching teams in the league too, over the last week and a half, two weeks. So I don't, I can't trust anybody. If I wanted to trust somebody, it might actually be Madison Baumgartner like that. That's really scary to say. Um, but we did see a bunch of ownership come through for since yesterday uh, against Corbin, I think Madison Bumgarner is a better arm than Corbin is at this stage of their careers. 
and but the game most likely just gets postponed. So maybe we talk about yeah. Bumgarner tomorrow. Yeah, potentially. Um, you want to know what? I'll say that the main thing that's different about one of these last three starts is that the one game that he did well, he was at home. And you kind of look at all the at-home games, and he's done pretty well. Tampa Bay had 40 FanDuel points in that one. Against Baltimore had 29, and against Houston had 25. Uh, I don't know. Is it maybe just home and away splits at this point? Potentially, yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely could be. So, I don't know. I'm... Pr- I don't think Noah Syndergaard has like a love affair with LA. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. You know, it doesn't necessarily be a love affair with LA. It could just be a thing where he he feels more comfortable when he's sleeping in his own bed. You know, I, I, don't, guess. I don't know. It's I guess. uh, he doesn't want to live that hotel life. Uh, maybe maybe that's it. Anyway, I I think the Syndergaard spot is interesting. Uh, potential tournament play. Uh, at the end of the day. All right, last two pitchers we're going to talk about under seven K. Daniel Lynch and Ross Stripling. No interest in either of these guys, especially because Ross Stripling should not be stretched out for this start. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, Stripling is one of the biggest favorites. I don't think anybody does that. If they do, then they need to get their head checked on a Monday. Like that's <laughs> that's uh, quite the tournament call there. Daniel Lynch probably has uh, the most owned offense against him. So no, thank you. Yep. For sure. All right, let's move on. Talk about the positional spots and talk about catcher slash first base. Uh, let's start with a pay up play. And I feel like I'm going to make this really easy on myself. Uh, you just talked about how one of the most owned teams is going to be the Blue Jays. And I want Vlad here, who seems like he's finally getting hot home runs, three home runs in the past five days, a base hit in each one of those games in the past five days and uh, four extra base hits. So Vlad is my guy against Lynch. Think he's going to do extremely well against the left-handed pitcher here yep agreed i can't say anything bad about vlad i played him on friday hit a home run for me there i guess i would just be cautious uh he oh he hasn't missed a game never mind i thought he was still day-to-day never mind uh just i guess keep an eye on that he should be all right uh christian christian vasquez is at 3700 i guess i Why? missed something i missed i must have missed some news here <laughs> i guess uh, he should not be there i guess i don't it's weird anyway i guess maybe vandal's bumping up price tags against Noah Syndergaard. uh if we ha- if this game was playing i would have some interest in tyler stevenson who has been uh doing much better as of late against the he gets the platoon, platoon spot against Bumgarner. uh but my guy I will take whoever the catcher is for Toronto at under 3K. Uh, Danny Jansen or Alejandro Kirk. Yep, I'm right there with you. I think Alejandro Kirk gets the lefty. Danny Jansen usually gets it against righties. Uh, so, Kirk, I, I love the spot in 2800. I, guy's still been hitting the cover off of the ball. Uh, over the weekend, had two home runs. Um, yeah, this guy looks amazing. So, I, I love the Kirk play. I think that's super sharp. Uh, all right, yep. second base. Let's move on. What, what do you like here as a payup potential? Yep, for this position, I do think uh, I would actually lean with Jose Altuve. I, th- I think that uh, he's in a nice spot against Robbie Ray. The dude has battled against him for a long time, and uh, we'll see. I-, I think that Altuve is in a spot where he has been hurt, then really good, then hurt again. Uh, I think he might be turning the corner. Yeah, I can get behind that. Uh, I think that the Altuve spot is solid. Got on base twice yesterday and uh, has been looking pretty good recently. Um, I, I like Altuve against Ray. I uh, don't really have much else interest in paying up. 
Um, there's not really a lot of guys that I love here in the payoff spot. I'd love to see Santiago Espinal get a little bit higher yeah. in this lineup with two straight days of two plus hits. Uh, if Santiago gets a little bit higher in the lineup. He's my pay down option here at second base and might be my pay down option regardless. Actually, no, that's not true because if Almadis Diaz gets a start again, which <laughs> I think there is a good chance he could wait. Yeah, he's here. 2300. Uh, that's, that's the best play. I hope he gets the five hole again. He He's continually got the five hole over and over again. And I think this could be another spot where he does. Yep. I like that. Uh, one guy above 3K for me is Marcus Simeon going up against Cal Quantrill. Uh, Simeon has nine or more FanDuel points in 10 out of his last 12 games. Wow. And I think that this is um, a spot where he's finally back. I think that he's finally comfortable in this lineup. And they should be able to take advantage of Cal Quantrill. Uh, maybe I get trolled a little bit, but I still think Simeon's going to have a nice DFS day if the Texas team doesn't do well. Yeah, I can buy into it. I think that's a solid play. All right, third base, Jared. What do you like in the payup spot? Payup spot, uh, Jose Ramirez. I think that this is a guy that's pr- probably going to be pretty highly owned, I would assume, on today's slate, uh, especially if people are going to play Blake Snell. So while Cleveland might not be uh, a team that gets a lot of ownership, people will flock to the guys at the top of their positions. And I think 4,600, while it might be a lot, is uh, is no yeah, – I think that Jose is just, just fine for this slate. Yep, I would agree. You know, you talked about looking for pay-up guys. This is certainly one of them. Uh, yesterday, he did not get on base at all. Last time he didn't get on base, he hit a home run the next day. So, I mean, yep. obviously take it for what it's worth, but uh, very interesting little tidbit there. All right, uh, let's talk about paydowns at third base. Uh, not a lot to love here. I kind of just want to repeat my pick again with uh, with Almadis Diaz because he's at third base as well. I guess depending on the lineup position, could Matt Duffy be a guy that you look at? <laughs> I was waiting to see which one of us was going to say this first. But, yeah, <laughs> if, he's, if he's hitting leadoff, we already know that Taylor Ward's on the I.L. Uh, the only problem is that this Angels team is just ice. Well, they're not ice cold. They still scored seven runs yesterday. But uh, – this team is really confusing, right? I guess against Waka, I don't feel as bad going there. Yeah, I wish Waka, I don't know. He has a 5-plus XFIP so far this year. Things haven't looked very good for him, but he's limiting hard contact, which is a little a little scary in my yeah, eyes. When so. does Duffy have hard contact anyway? That's a that's a good point. That is a very good point at that. All right, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's move on to shortstop. What do you like here, Jared? Yeah, I think we can both agree that Boba Shed's the, the main guy in this range. Uh, we yes, mentioned sir. Corey Seager a little bit on a show today, this morning, but it's Boba Shed here, a bust for cash. Yeah, I think uh, depending on lineup spot, he'll probably make the seven hole like he always does. But I always have some interest in Jeremy Pena, who's one of the best hitters on this team when facing off against lefties. They get a lefty in Robbie Ray today. I think Jeremy Pena makes sense uh, as the pay down guy here. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. I can definitely get behind that. Keep an eye on the Angels lineup, though. We might see some shakeups here. Not saying that Velasquez or Wade make it up in the top five, but you never know. Yes, you never know, indeed. All right, outfield. Jordan at the very top, up against the lefty. I don't think that'll work out very well for you, but hey, who knows? Then you have Shohei, George Springer, Mike Trout as the guys above 4K. Uh, who do you like in that range the most? I feel like Springer's the obvious answer, but uh, any GPP love for the rest of them? GPP love potentially for a guy like Starling Marte. I also think Mike Trout's obviously. This is a day where 
I think Mike Trout probably comes in with some ownership, but it's a very nice tournament pivot off of George Springer at the same price. Springer is super hot, hit a home run yesterday, hit a home run off Friday. Might be just Minnesota pitching, but he does get a really nice matchup against Lynch today. Yes, I tend to agree. Springer in a very good spot against the lefty. I can buy into it. Has been getting on base a ton and getting a ton of hits as well. So I like Springer. I agree with you. Trout definitely could. Could be a day where Trout draws some ownership. I, I would not mind the play. You also have Teoscar Hernandez up here as another guy that's going up against the lefty. That would end up being a good play in my eyes. Um then you go down a little bit, you have some other options too. So I don't know. Anyone else you like in the 3K range that you want to talk about here? Well, this would just be a really nice outfield position if this first game was playing. I think that there are guys in Arizona and Cincinnati that make a lot of sense, but I don't know if we'll be able to do it. Uh, Lords Goriel Jr. could be a guy that comes in low-owned at probably the 6 or 7 hole today. And I think that uh, people will not end up playing him, but I do like the spot there. And uh, it's just... You know, it's crazy. We, you mentioned Tiasca Hernandez, but he, on this podcast on Friday, was 2,900, and now he's 37 just two days later. So mm-hmm. FanDuel just uh, absolutely skyrocketed his price tag. You won't have Cole Calhoun in the four hole, so maybe that opens up the door for a, a cheaper Texas bat, too. Yes, for sure. I can get behind that. I, I wonder who's going to be in that four spot for Texas. It's something that you definitely got to pay attention to. Um all right, any cheap guys that you want to highlight here? Not not a lot to love from the cheap no, end of things. Maybe, uh, maybe the, well, he'd still start over him, but maybe he gets a bump in the lineup. Uh, Eli White potentially comes in pretty cheap. Yeah, no, I can get Jose Siri that. at 2200 also. Yeah, I like the Jose Siri play at 20, 2200. I think he, he won't come in high up in the lineup, but you can get a little wraparound stack with him, Altuve, uh, and then whoever's in the three hole for that Astros team. Uh, that, that might be a solid way to go about things. Yep. Agreed. All right. Let's play one of the worst fuck Mary kill pitchers <laughs> that we're going to have this season. Probably. Uh, we'll make things fun. I'll just give you the three options that we think are viable. Uh, Robbie Ray, Christian Javier, Blake Snell. All right. We're going to go with the fuck play or the GPP play being Christian Javier. We're going to be, we're going to go with the Mary play being Blake Snell or the cash game play and the fade or the kill is going to go to Robbie Ray, man. I don't, I don't think Robbie Ray gets out of this one alive, but Hey, we will have to see what happens. Uh, I think Houston ends up toughing him up though. Ooh, spicy take. I like it. I truly don't know who's going to come in higher around here between the two of them. They both really? have the case to make it. Uh, do you think people just go Javi? Well, as the favorite, I think people I think. just go Snell. I think that's going to be the oh, answer for okay. everyone. <laughs> there you go. Well, it'd be very fun for me and GPPs. Then I get to decide at the two top guys. Yes, sir. Very fun. All right, uh, Jared. Let's play the next game. Uh, single game parlays. Uh, what game are you going to give me? I'm going to give you. Wish I could just give you the first game, but I can't. So I can't in confidence, I should say. I'll give you Toronto. That's fine. Okay. I'll give you. Oh, geez. What do I want to give you here now? Um, You know what? I'll give you the game that you get to decide your pitcher in, and I'll give you Astros and Mariners. Okay. If there's one thing that's going to happen in this game, there's going to be strikeouts. So we'll (laughs) see if I can work something out here. There's going to be some hits. This game is pretty gross. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. 
can't believe I have to go back to Houston today. That's right. They let me down so hard yesterday. All right. I'm all good when he, whenever you are all good. Actually, we're going to add one more in here. I keep seeing this everywhere. Why is everybody so low on Christian Javier strikeouts today? I don't know. What's his strikeout? What is, what's the number? Well, it's five and a half here. I don't That's know. It just feels low to me. I guess. Can I just do both? Okay. <laughs> we'll make things easy on myself. I'm only going to do three legs just because uh, I get pretty good odds on it. So there you go. who knows if this is going to work out for me. Uh, I got pretty close the other day, and then the Minnesota Twins decided to ruin my parlay. But I, I hit everything outside of the run line. Awful. Yeah, so, awful. Uh, Christian Javier, over five and a half strikeouts. Robbie Ray, over that same number, five and a half strikeouts. Jose Altuve to record a hit, plus 455. I like that. That's pretty solid. All right. Plus 881 for me. I have Springer, two plus total bases. Kirk, two plus total bases. Uh, Springer, two plus hits. Vlad, two plus total bases. And the Blue Jays money line for plus 881. Wow. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will take that. All right. Blue Jays run line. All right, plus eight eighty one. It is. Uh, we're gonna hit one of these eventually. I got really close. You one hit time. one, didn't you? Like all the way back. Yeah, it was a lot lower than what it was though. It was like plus eighteen hundred when it was plus twenty seven or something. But I still hit uh, it. Hey, you hit it. I mean, that's all that counts. You know, like we said, you hit one of these, and uh, you, you, you know, we, uh, you feel good about hitting one at the very least. All right, Jared, uh, let's get out of here. Let's play our final game. Uh, who is your don't fade guy? Yeah, I think I'm going to go a little bit off the board, and I will say, uh, I will say Marcus Simeon. He's my don't fade guy today. I think he's finding his groove finally. And I'm not scared against Cal Quantrill today. Yeah, I can get behind that. Uh, my don't fade guy is going to be, oh, geez. I know I want to make it one of these left or one of these guys from Toronto. Uh, we'll go with Springer. He's been the best hitter on this team when facing off against left-handed pitching. He uh, he just continues to hit the ball really well. He's been on fire the last few days. So um, I, I'll take George Springer as my don't fade guy. Uh, all right, Jared. Any final thoughts before we end the show? Uh, gross slate. I expect <laughs> rain delays or postponements from these first two games, at least the first one. And we thankfully have uh, 13 games tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, about, yes, Sorry for like the mundane thing here, but this is a, a very, very slow Monday slate. Yes, very slow Monday slate indeed. Uh, thank goodness for some more baseball tomorrow, but we'll get through this one. Everyone has to deal with the same slate, you know. I always say that, and it's uh, it's the truth. So I think we'll still pull out a dub regardless of how uh, small or how boring this slate is. But let's get a dub tonight. Uh, and, Jared, let's get out of here. As always, my name is Joshua Reimer. Good night and good scope.